0: Welcome to the I Am Podcast, where we change mindsets and lives through other people's stories and the daily implementation of I Am affirmations into our lives. Join us every Sunday on our journey to changing your life. After listening, your life will never be the same. Let me tell you something you
1: already know.
0: this guest has done but she's got knocked down so many times in her life when we originally recorded this she was just a marketing realtor now she's also a marketing realtor and she's the executive director of our local chamber of commerce congratulations cindy on your new accomplishment before we started the interview we were having such a great conversation that I just press record so let's get into it when you told me your dream was to change our community one business at a time Mm -hmm. I was just like either she's crazy or (laughs) she's saying you know or actually either I'm crazy because I believe what she's saying and you know I live in the valley and (laughs) When I look at all the buildings, it would really be cool to have a booming, thriving economy, because I think we can. We have enough people, and right. when you said that, I was like, uh, okay. I need to know more about this lady. And so from then on, we kind of hit it off. Uh, I've been coming to your mastermind groups and I knew I had to get you on to tell your story Uh, you told me a little bit about it uh, but I want you to maybe tell the audience a little bit about your story and how you define your I am Mrs. Cindy Lempke, the marketing realtor former board member or actually no former president of the Kiwanis Club board member of the John Williams Foundation? Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about you. When you say marketing realtor, that seems like two different places. That's like being at a stop sign and a red light. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, that's, uh, well, actually, no. So the beautiful thing about marketing and a little bit about my background before I got into real estate, um, I, I started in... Uh, marketing and about, I don't know, 10 years ago. So uh, my background is not even marketing. My background is uh, retail, operations, human resources, uh, training, that kind of thing. Um, I was with Kenneth Cole for a really long time and really, really loved that job. Eventually left there, uh, went through a couple of endeavors, and found myself in 2007 trying to figure out where I was going to go and what I was going to do. And learned about a position at Cebuva Casino, mm-hmm. and uh, it was um, it was called the marketing admin position, and I really had no idea what that meant. I, um, I mean, everybody has a general understanding of marketing mm-hmm. and what that can mean, but the dangerous piece about that is nobody really knows what marketing is, um, and, do, and, and, and don't don't use it um, as much as they should to to build, you know, their their mission or their business or, you know, what they're trying to do. So anyway, I, I uh, applied for this position and,
0: and I did and get when it. You, and when you applied for that position, how did you go from Kenneth Cole, which I love the products that they produce, mm-hmm. to even thinking about this job at Saboba? Because, you know, some people get stuck and they don't know what to do. What made you apply for that specific job, being that it was you were in retail and the job that you were applying for was a marketing job?
1: Okay, well, well uh, one of the things that we have to know is a journey from here to there is never a straight and narrow path, correct? Correct. What we need to understand is that um, there are there are hills, there are mountains, there are trails, there are all kinds of different things that, that get us from point A to point B. And uh, when I left Kenneth Cole, I actually took a management position for Target. And Target was a what they call a big box store. And you all y'all know it from shopping there and being there and that kind of thing. But what you don't know is it takes several, several, um, you know, a couple of hundred people to run a store. And, and to do that, you need people in different positions, different departments, um, and different missions coming together to, to get an ultimate common goal. Um, and I, I will always consider myself a team player. I will always consider myself a people person. And I don't think that – and I'm not saying anything against targets. I'm, I am saying something against maybe the store that I was at or the team I was with. We did not see eye to eye. We were not going in the same direction. And the the common goal was not even the same, really, I think, because um, people were trying to outshine each other and get to the next level and basically do what they had to do. And I, I don't even like saying that in a normal conversation. Well, I had to do what I had to do. Because to me, that that's a tone of... F the other guy, you know, and I just I don't, I, there's, no, there's no place for that I, in my opinion.
0: So they um, were cutthroat.
1: Oh my gosh, it was it was awful, it was, you know, I was to the point where I didn't even want to go I didn't even want to go to work anymore and, and I really actually, now that I think about it and kind of put it, I got sick, I got really, really sick, like emergency uh, surgery sick and <laughs> I swear to God it was from the stress of that
0: place. Wow.
1: Um, so it just, uh, it just, it wasn't the place for me. I actually ended up getting fired. Um, and I got fired for negligent conduct because I had left a, a gate unsecured or, a, a lock undone or, and you know, even today that happened, you know, I don't know, 13 years ago. I don't know, really long time ago. I still don't care to know the exact reason they let me go. It was almost a relief that I was fired from that job. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I thought you know maybe just retail isn't for me because what I what I loved about retail at Tennis Cole was the training and the, the recruiting hiring and training and learning about the people and what is their next level and how could we use my store as a stepping stone for their goals and um, I didn't have that opportunity at Target it wasn't anything like that nobody quite frankly nobody gave a shit what everybody was there for just do what I need you to do and that's all they cared about and I I I can't function like that I just I can't so uh, I said you know maybe I can just utilize the skills that I have learned well let's see uh, recruiting hiring and training that's kind of HR well training and teaching people how to run I would teach I would teach every person that I could the most about their position or even what they wanted to learn and that's operations right so then you have that and then trying to get people to shop at my store so that I would be you know I I never I never beat my New York rival but I was always uh top I don't know top one top two even uh in the company for for my store and and because I talked about it all the time and that's marketing so I thought let me put my skills and revamp my resume not to put out to be a store manager or or in the retail business let me look at some administrative or operating or other positions and at that point because I didn't really have the experience in the different fields other than the retail I thought I don't give a shit what I do. Let me work Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, and work my tail off for you. And you can teach me how to be successful at your company. I can do anything. You can literally teach me how to do anything. I'm not afraid to learn. I'm not afraid to start from the bottom. Let's just give it a shot. So I put my res- my new resume on Monster, and I was hit up by a dental distribution and sales company. Uh, I got to tell you, I was only there for one year, but it was amazing. I learned so many things. I was able to interview, hire, train, eventually establish our customer service department, eventually implement standard operating procedures for our warehouse. I didn't have to touch the sales team because that sales manager was amazing, second to none, and her her top players were there because of her and how she was able to get her team there. She was truly an inspiration to me um, and really tried to be a mentor for me in that company. But what did happen was the director who uh, hired me and was watching all of these things happen was not happy with me. And her and I were... You probably couldn't find two more polar opposites. Well, you were gonna take a
0: job if you kept on creating all these cool things in the company. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know,
1: I never... That was never an intention. That was never a thought. And if she needed something from me, uh, twice I sat down and closed the office door to say, you know, I feel like there's some tension and I really, really want to make you happy because you're my boss. What do you need from me? And it's not my fault that someone's not strong enough to say, I need this, that, or the other thing from you. Yeah. So there's just some people that like it their way and their way only. And, you know, sometimes those people are in a higher position for you with venue and uh, it's just not going to work out. But what we need to hang on to is that when it doesn't work out for us, oh, so just to get the story straight, yes, I got
0: terminated from that position too. <laughs> so that's two jobs you got terminated from.
1: Yeah, yes. So, so I didn't get fired for anything I did wrong at the uh, dental distribution and sales company. They, what they did was, they basically said that we grew out of that position in that, that company. So they offered me either to move to the Midwest somewhere and start and, and work under the HR for the parent company or they were going to have to give a separation. You know, they, they were going to fire, they fired me. So I had two, guys, two uh, kids in high school and two little guys and I just, I couldn't, of course I couldn't move to that. And plus I don't, I have no desire to leave California, let alone have it. So I said no, and that's where now we're in 2007. I'm trying to figure out what the hell I'm supposed to do, and that's when I saw that the casino was hiring an administrative assistant. Heard about that position and applied for it. Had to fight a little bit because I wasn't going to go in at uh, you know $14 an hour. With, I mean, I do have a little bit of, <laughs> you know, I have a little bit to bring to the position, if you will. Yeah. Um. So I got in a little higher than that, and. And learned a whole bunch about marketing in that uh, time that I was there, and it was an amazing time. I had a really great time.
0: And so can learned you? E-
1: that too. <laughs>
0: exactly. Can you explain the actual position at Saboba? Because you talk, it's a marketing position, right? Yes. Or it was, it a, was a marketing started, position. Well, it
1: started as a marketing administrative assistant. So basically, the receptionist for the department. Hmm. So uh, what happened there is basically I had to learn. I didn't have to learn the positions or anything. I, basically, how could I serve the, the managers and the departments if they needed something? Maybe, um, you know, just assisting, I don't want to say busy work, because it was a really important job for for that position. But anyway, what, what actually ended up happening is within two weeks, I inherited the sponsorship coordinator position. Probably, I don't know, four weeks after that, the advertising, no, the promotions manager was fired. Two weeks after that, the advertising manager was fired. And within six, I I wanna say within, uh, maybe six weeks is too short. Within maybe three months, the entire management team of the marketing department was terminated. And I literally inherited the, the, the department. And, but I was never scared. It was when you're an administrative assistant, you basically have access to everything. So you kind of see what they're doing. No, you have no idea how to make the decisions or the calls or learn what they were doing, but you have access to it. So
0: So you you know the inside and out of pretty much that job. But what I didn't know is why they
1: made decisions that they did or why they made the spend that they did or why they would create the promotions that they did. So Mm -hmm. I called every single vendor that we ever dealt with within the last six months and i made a meeting with them i sat down with them and i said i am trusting you as a vendor as an approved vendor for this casino and we are going to start a relationship don't bullshit me don't lie to me and don't try to pull one over on me because if you do you'll never work for this casino again but we can work together you have to teach me and i'll teach you what the what the tribe wants or i'll teach you what the general manager wants we will have Beautiful communication. If you remain, to be honest with me, Mm -hmm. and I built some amazing relationships and learned a whole bunch. So, I I mean, that was probably one of the most amazing uh, times I've ever had, and and really learned so much about marketing Mm. in that position. I was there for about four years.
0: Nice. And so that is that how you begin to term yourself as someone? Who does marketing or how, what Absolutely happened with Savova?
1: <laughs> that was actually, so I was actually part of being in the marketing department for the casino. I was actually involved in about nine different chambers of commerce. Okay. So I was meeting a ton of people and basically introducing our casino to, to their community and, and trying to get them to understand that we we want to serve you. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be your your casino. What what do you need and how can we fill that need as far as entertainment goes? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was building all these relationships and having a great time. And, and then in, in, in the same time, I'm learning about the Chamber of Commerce, what they have to offer, what they're doing for their members, and then the small businesses in general. And really falling in love with all these small businesses and Seeing what they're what they're doing, what they're trying to do, how they're getting involved in the community, how they're giving back, and how they're serving the communities—it so it really, really piqued my interest. And what happened was, I was actually recruited to work for a nonprofit. So I left the casino to do a custom. Uh, what was it called? A community relations director for a a local nonprofit mm-hmm. and. So, I have my business background, now I have my marketing background, and I'm introduced to the nonprofit world. Well, because I didn't have a nonprofit experience, I ran my department as a business. And I, I truly believe today, even, that every nonprofit should be ran as a business because if you run out of money or if you run out of opportunity, you're, you're no longer able to serve. But when I did come, I made a lot of changes. We made a lot of strides, we did a lot of really cool things. However, I don't think it was in I don't think I was in the right place for who I am and what I do and um what their mission was and what they were trying to do. And I yet again was fired. So thirteen months I think it was maybe fifteen months after I was hired, I was fired and I was told that there just wasn't any money to uh maintain my position.
0: And so and you laugh now what the hell am I gonna do? <laughs> What's that? So you'd laugh. You left Kenneth Cole, and you left the casino, and those two jobs you chose to leave from to go to other jobs. The other places fired you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it you would think my message would be, don't go anywhere, stay where you are. But you know, I just, I, you know, we can't be afraid of change, and we can't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Because every time I did fail, James, I learned. So much. And I wouldn't be where I am today without any of the positions that I've held, both in the ones I chose
0: uh-huh. or chose to leave. So, what happened after you got fired from the nonprofit? Because oh, that had to so. just be like a punch in the stomach.
1: It, it was. It, it, it really was. Well, and then, you know, it was a really tough situation because when I was at the when I was at the nonprofit I was also uh, elected as chairman of the board for one of the local uh, chambers of commerce. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I had that position and now what are you going to do? You're fired. So do you maintain your membership? And then, you know, I've never been also the one to only have one thing going, Mm -hmm. you know, so although I was at the nonprofit, I was in the Kiwanis Club and that's how I was introduced to the Kiwanis Club, and then I was in the Chamber of Commerce. Well, in the Chamber of Commerce, I was now the chairwoman, and I uh, wanted to I actually—I wanted to finish the year because I, I was in the middle of—we made—we created the first MOU with the city mm-hmm. and the chamber, and I wanted to see that through. You know, we had well, there was a ton of things I was doing, and I didn't want to just stop so. So I purchased a chamber membership as an individual and I finished my year out and then I I, I, filled, I didn't realize that I was my that I knew as much about marketing as I thought I did mm-hmm. um, so one of the guys that I met at the chamber his name was Brian Walker he owned not only did he own an insurance company but he owned the buildings that he rented out to small businesses. He hired me to do marketing for not only. His insurance company and his building, but also to the small businesses in his building. And he encouraged. He actually wanted me to start my own marketing company right then. Mm-hmm. I first of all never. I was like, I need a paycheck. I'm not going to risk my, you know, my livelihood. And what? Meanwhile, I'm making ten bucks an hour, and I'm taking a second job at Starbucks, working my ass off because I need something stable. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> So so he has me start teaching these classes for social media and marketing, and he puts me in Toastmasters for speaking. I mean, this guy really, really helped launch a career I had no idea I was even going into. Mm -hmm. So I was actually approached by a local marketing company in the Temecula area and left Brian to go work for them because it was a little bit more money and what I thought was going to be a little more stable.
0: You left another and, job,
1: huh? then that's another job <laughs> yep and uh but i but I also I wouldn't say I'm a control freak uh-huh. because I'm okay with people like working as a team or giving me direction, or you know I'm an executioner, I like to get things done mm-hmm. well in the in this this awesome little marketing company that I came to. I was like in my I would come home every night being like oh my god and then they try to do this babe like they they don't they don't even have a hiring process they don't even have people were correct they don't even have the paperwork. like I'm like you know my head going all over the place mm-hmm. um so I'm like yeah this isn't going to work out for me so I start looking at you know what else could I do well and I don't I honestly don't remember how I found a chinese manufacturer of an led lighting company looking to build a business presence in the u.s he uh-huh. wanted to start a company in the u.s so i must have seen it on my like craigslist or geez i really don't remember somewhere that i normally wouldn't have looked uh-huh. and i emailed him and said yeah i can help you with that
0: <laughs>
1: so uh, did you
0: have any idea how you go gonna do it
1: hell no I didn't but you know jeez I'm in heaven. I know everybody you know come to heaven. I'll I'll hook you up in heaven. and he did we actually found a building in San Jacinto I hired a um, a woman named Samantha Uh, I know a lot about HR but when you're out of HR for longer than a year you have no idea what the updates are and and what you know happens there so I hired uh, Samantha from uh, train me I don't know, I think it's called training. I don't know if they get you that. But anyway, she she helped me start the company from the personnel level with the, with the training book and hiring paperwork and, you know, all that good stuff. I ended up finding a building, getting our license, hiring six people, and then building a team, expanding. We grew out of San Jacinto and had to move to Riverside.
0: Oh, nice.
1: But then when he came from China and we had to work face-to-face, that just didn't work out very well. <laughs> and talk about. Uh, <laughs> so, I, you know, everybody, if you know me, you know that I talk like a sailor and I really, you know, try not to mm-hmm. um, because you have to be professional. People have to trust you. Um, but sometimes I just get a little excited and, and I can't contain it and things slip. Yes. Yeah. Well, when, when my boss calls me fat, it's not gonna be professional anymore. Yeah. And it got kinda, of, it got kinda of real, real quick. Yeah. And I think it just kinda of went down from there. So, I mean, because he was, I should have seen the red flags coming. There was little things that he would want me to do that just weren't right. But I'm starting the company for you here in the U.S. I'm your U.S. representative. We don't do it like that. And, I, and that was kind of my thing. This words to him is, we don't do it like that here. Uh-huh. You know, we do it the right way here. We do, we do things. And so when he got here, I had to say, you can't treat employees that way. You can't talk to people that way. You have to be more respectful. You have to understand. Without me, you wouldn't have this building. So you need to pay attention to who you're talking to. Nice. I mean, it was it. it got to a place where I was just like, uh, are you fucking kidding me? Because we don't do that here either. And he ended up firing me. So I think a, it was either right before or right after my one-year anniversary, he fired me. And he didn't even get that right. I had to help him with the paperwork. Like, you can't do it like this. Give me that paperwork. You got to, you know. <laughs> like, you had
0: to help him fire you? <laughs> I
1: did. I did.
0: <laughs> that was nice.
1: Well, because, you know, it still has my name on it. And he's not—he's only here because I helped him. Yeah. And, you know, it's. Uh, it was an experience, and it was a great, I mean, that was a whole new industry, L- LED lighting, it was the DJ world, it was, you know, I got to go to NAM in Anaheim, it was a, a music uh, industry, well, it's a lighting industry uh, conference, and it was, oh my gosh, it was, it was really cool, like, I mean, so, I and I learned, I learned a lot about Putting my skills to use, but but teaching, you know, working with people from other countries—they uh-huh. <laughs> don't always gonna like me. So you know, that's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, um, unfortunately, on the day that he fired me, my grandmother fell and broke her hip. Wow. Um, my grandmother husband sta- had been staying with us for a few years, and so I. I came home immediately we got we you know we had to call 911 we get her so she was in a rehab and i believe it was a week later she fell out of the bed and broke her other hip
0: when it rains it pours
1: right and well and at that point i knew i wasn't going back to corporate america Mm -hmm. there's just no way i'm going to be able to commit taking care of my grandmother and getting a Monday through Friday, nine to five job, or even a retail job at this point, because who's going to take care of my grandmother? You know, I have a, a, an amazing husband and two teenage boys, but they can't take care of my grandmother. You know, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So, so then I decided, and I, between Brian Walker, um, Robert Becerra, um, Alex. Uh, Gallegos, who worked with me at Ross at the lighting company, mm-hmm. they kind of all were like, "Why don't you just start your own marketing company?" And Brian had been saying it, so you know, we did that. I, I started the company, and the, and and my two graphic artists helped me design the logo, and uh, I I decided I'm going to help people around my grandmother's schedule. And I basically hit up everybody in the chamber world that I had met in the surrounding communities, Mm -hmm. um, joined my local chamber with One Leverage, um, started volunteering at the chamber, started speaking at different, um, anywhere I could actually. I spoke at a veterans uh, event, I spoke at the mastermind event, I spoke at um, anybody that would hear me speak about marketing I was glad to do it. And because I was also an entrepreneur trying to start up a company, I knew that social media was exactly where I needed to go because it was free. Um, And it was a great place to maintain your online presence. So I started teaching small businesses how to maximize their online presence with social media. And I did that for a good year, but then my grandma started getting really, really sick in and out of the hospital all the time, just getting very 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 ill and so about a a year into Lemke's leverage I had to really have a heart to heart with a a lot of my my clients and say I I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to to serve you but there is no way I'm going to be able to do a really good job and take care of my grandmother right now so I, you know, I still helped them when when they hit a bump or they needed something, but I really couldn't, they couldn't be a monthly client like they were because I wasn't able to take care of my grandmother the same way. And I ended up, sh- in all of that being said, we actually moved in February of 2017 and my grandmother said, you know, I think you should go into real estate. You would do really good with, you know, you're, you're marketing this company, but you could be marketing to people and helping them buy and sell houses. Mm-hmm. She said that you always talk about businesses and how you're trying to do business. She goes, why don't you go into commercial? And that's kind of where I got the, the idea of filling every empty business with a new business, not necessarily a new building and, and helping the economy with, with summit. And, and, um, so In 2000, what did I say? That was 17. Maybe we moved in 16. Hell, I don't even remember anymore. The whole last couple of years has been a blur. I kid you not. But my grandmother got very, very ill, and I started going to real estate classes. And I didn't want to. She wanted me to, Mm -hmm. and it was almost like her vision to, like you. I know you don't see it, but you need to do this. Okay, okay. and and I trusted her, and I loved her with my whole heart, and, 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 uh, oh, that came out of nowhere. I did it because she wanted me to.
0: Mm. So it's sentimental, and it's a passion.
1: It is. So I was uh, taking classes while she was getting sicker, and uh, I think you can do it in as quick as three months. Ideally, you want to give yourself about six months to study and take the test and do all those things.
0: I'm guessing Um, it only took you three months, though.
1: No, it didn't. It actually took me a year.
0: Uh, Oh, because because, of taking care of your grandmother?
1: Yeah, and I took the... So, you have to get a 70 to pass. Uh, I took the test twice when she was alive, mm -hmm. and I got a 69. Whoa. My grandmother died uh, December 13th of 2017. January 3rd or whatever day the, you know, not the holiday, you know, when everybody goes back to work, um, I think the kids go back to school too. I said, you know what, I am going to pass this frickin' test if it kills me. And I'm gonna get started and I'm gonna do this. And I took the month of January and I I would live, eat, and breathe real estate. Like, I you know, because I'm also kind of competitive mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it January 30th, I took the test and I passed. Nice.
0: Um,
1: February, yeah. So, uh, February 1st, which was the next day, my daughter actually had some surgery and I had to help her with the babies until the 10th. I was in the, the office uh, February 10th um, and I work for Authority Real Estate. I was in their office and I I am, you'll find me there almost every day. Um, the only time I'm not there at 8 o'clock in the morning is when I have an event. Um, market either as a company or for for something for our community but I'm there every morning at 8 o'clock. I have since closed six deals I have seven listings I have a ginormous one in contract with a like life changing contract um, that it's even hard to talk about because you don't want to jake anything uh-huh. but real estate is, is truly an amazing it's been a blessing and I think that my grandmother saw it way before I did so it's tied into my goals with this community, you know, it's tied into my goals with, with my babies and grandbabies wanting to be here and be proud of where they come from, even if they leave. Because I never want you to leave if that's part of your quest. Um, but I always want you to be proud of where you came from. And I, and I, I my, my goal is to really um, make that difference here in this valley. And, and it's a beautiful valley. We have a lot of, of really great things we can be proud of. Um, but we also have a lot of work to do and a lot of buildings to fill. And uh, that's, that's, that's
0: on my, my bucket list. Well, I can't wait to watch this journey because all of those people who uh, fired you and didn't see your worth and the guy who you helped start his business speaking to you in that way, I can't wait to see how you help fill one building at a time with a business here in the valley
1: thank you so much
0: i'm here to support your goals uh in any way i can help let me know
1: that's awesome i appreciate it i truly think that you'll be uh someone to to help in this mission uh, because like i said i know i can't do it by myself but in this journey i've met some amazing people and you definitely are one of them
0: oh uh, thanks <laughs> yep at the on the podcast we like to give back right we want to tell our stories so we can connect with real life people with real stories and each week I ask the guests to give the uh, listeners or the community an I am affirmation that they could say or use or implement however they want to in their life because uh, with the background in mental health I do think that you can reprogram your brain if you focus on the right thing so if I was to ask you for an I am affirmation or an I am statement that the listeners could use would you be willing to give us one
1: I absolutely could you know and, and, and that I'm always learning I'm always searching and I'm always wanting to, to do better and I don't have one individual one that I that I say every day or I, I um, read every night because I am constantly researching new ones to stay abreast of I want to learn I want to know and I want to do you know so you know do what you love live, laugh, love I think you should pick one of your own mm-hmm. but what I do is when I'm in a moment of feeling like I need to to get some motivation or I need to move because I don't want to. I post it and I do it because I need to hear it. Mm-hmm. I I know that there's a lot of people that don't agree with, you know they kind of think it's corny or hokey or but you know, the thing is is we have to be control we have to be in control of of our emotions. We have to be in control of of our destiny. And what that means is is we can't give up. We have to do. We have to learn, we have to know, and we have to do. Otherwise, it's all going to be the same.
0: Mm. Learn, know, and do. All things that you have done in your life, you have learned that... Uh, well you've learned a lot you've learned to market you've learned to start businesses you've learned retail you've learned how to be a good people person Uh, you seem like you know your skills and now it's all about doing all of those things so I guess when you get knocked down if you just get up again uh, that's right you'll be okay that's right If the listeners wanted to get in touch with you and learn more about marketing, hire you on as a person, and I'm not even sure if you have that time, but look into learning some of the skills that you use in your marketing, uh, how would they get in touch with you? Or even if they're looking for a house, how would they get in touch with you?
1: Well, you can always email me at Cindy, C-Y-N-D-I, at authorityre.com. I'm always taking phone calls, and you can always text me at 951-282-1617. And you can find me on just about any social media platform at Cindy Lipkey, Uh one way or another. If you Google me, you'll find me, and if you call me, I'll answer. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. And I like that... Uh that last post with the well it's not the last one probably now but the one with the Grinch I actually took Cadence to see it this weekend
1: <laughs> well thank you and you know what I can't even take credit for that one of my friends um who I help she has a nonprofit. she just came up with it created it and shared it and I shared it and that's part of us helping each other you know that's that's part of us networking because if if people know who you are and what they do and they trust you mm-hmm. and they believe you, they're going to share that message and be marketing for you, which is exactly what happened.
0: Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to check her out. Maybe even get her on the podcast.
1: That would be amazing.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. Have a great day.
0: And that, folks, is a heck of a story. Remember, everyone. We're here to change mindsets, and I hope this story will help you change your mindset and give you something to think about when you just want to quit. So don't quit no matter how many times you fail. Failure is not an option. Say those I am affirmations, and have a great week, everyone.